to another episode of the Iron Pulse Podcast. Today, Kyle and I are going to be giving you some of the best practices, uh, best things that we've learned with starting the business, and what you should also consider when starting yours. This episode could probably run for an hour or so, um, but we're going to do our best to keep it pretty succinct and pretty short. So with that, we can get into it. Kyle, would you like to kick it off with number one? Yeah. Um, the first one that we have is, you know, don't settle or become complacent. Um, everything will always be changing. So something that might work this week might not work in two weeks and something that might not be working now might end up working in two weeks. So, I mean, you always have to be ready to adjust things and change things. Um, something that might be trending on social media now might not be trending in a little bit and vice versa. And so, um, always just keeping an eye out for how you can adjust yourself and your business in whatever market you're in. Um, try to be an industry leader and create things that maybe might not be in that market, while at the same time also keeping an eye on you know how things are changing and how your competitors are changing and and things of that nature. So even if you know everything is going really well and you're getting you know 15, 20 sales a week, uh, orders are flying out the door. Don't, don't sit there and be complacent. Always be looking to see how you can improve and make things better going forward. Here's the thing, too, is it's going to get harder. I wish I, I wish I could say it would, get, it would get easier, but think about it. Like Trends used to last you know, a few months, if not a few years, right? Now they last like a week. And while our attention span decreases, so does the trends, right? We want constant turnover. So you got to be able to like pinpoint areas that, you know, will stay forever. So like example, like our company, we're targeting entrepreneurs. So like that's our main focus within entrepreneurs. Like, yes, there's going to be different trends. Um, you know, the evolution of entrepreneurs will probably change as we continue uh, throughout our life and into the future. Um, but that that's the point of this is like, don't don't become complacent. Don't settle because you got to always be looking ahead while living in the present. I mean, it's the hardest thing to do, right? I mean, we struggle with that, I would say. Uh, the next one is automating processes, okay? You got it. Like a good practice is to figure out what can be automated, what can become more efficient so that you can spend time elsewhere. Find those processes to automate, whether it's, you know, posting on social media, whether it's, I don't know, responding to emails and, and customers, um, you know, sending out newsletters, you know, accounting, finances, like running the books, doing bookkeeping, like find ways to automate processes. Um, you know, that way, like I said, you can spend time on other things to help the company grow. Yeah. Anything with that? Yeah. Um, the next one, don't jump into business too fast if you're not ready. So, and what I'm, you know, what we mean by this is that if you cannot financially depend on the business for yourself it you got it like it's probably in best interest to keep it as the side hustle for now like there is a difference between like going all in at, at this point in time um when you know you like the company's doing well and you can afford to you know live on um the payments from the company or if you have like a family to support um or you just can't handle the risk of basically like you, you need a job, right? You need money. The way that any company succeeds is with money. And if you're starting right out of the gate, 
Uh, you may not you may not have the income from the business to be able to support yourself. And a good rule of thumb is like you know six months. So like if you didn't make a sale in six months, is your company still going to have enough money to support you? I mean, only you can answer that question, right? You know, it, it's good to like take the risk, right? You can take the risk of starting a business while you still have like the nine to five or like the day job to be able to support and fund the passion project that you're working on. Okay. But you, you gotta find the right time to jump in. Um, and everybody's right time is different. And what I mean is like, you, you know, fully committing, right? At the end of the day, you gotta be able to have money, right? To continue the company and to support yourself. So if you can't do that, right, with spending the bare minimum on like lavish tangible items, then you gotta get to the point of working, you know, your day job until you can't afford to do that, until your company is starting to take off. And, and you know, when it's starting that increase um, on, on a graph, right, when you're starting to ascend, then that's the right time to, to jump in. But you gotta see, I would say you gotta see a little bit of consistency first. Because, you know, if you're launching, maybe do like two or three launches throughout the year, you're going to have a roller coaster, right? So when you launch, you're going to you're gonna go up and then things are going to die down, slow down, um, come back down to earth. And then when you launch again, they're going to go up again. It's a roller coaster ride. So you want to make sure too that whenever you are ready to commit to your company full time, that like the w- one month of sales is not a fluke, right? You got to be able to drive the consistency with the sales so that the company can continue to prosper. You have anything with that? Um, yeah, I mean that's that is one of the things that we're piloting. You know, we 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 did two big launches last year, and then this year we're changing things up. Um, we mentioned in a previous episode always being able to adapt, and also we talked about it a little bit here too, being able to adapt as a as an individual and with your company. And so this year we're doing something different, where we're trying to launch an item or a few items every single month through the end of the year, so we see more of a consistent sales pattern. Um, so just kind of goes along with what we're saying and what we're doing, you know, we're, we're trying everything and trying to be adaptive and responding to different trends and things like that. Here's what I would say too, to go along with this is not, not the Kyle and I are, are selling the business or anything, but like when you go to sell a business or when you go to take a loan, whatever the case is, they're going to ask you like what your sales are going to want to look at your sales month to month. Right. While the annual revenue is important, they want to see month to month whether or not it's consistent or not. So if you're just if you're if you're bringing it all together for like two or three months out of the year, then, you know, for us, while you might see like a higher spike, um, you're not going to see as consistent numbers as you would if you're, you know, keeping, uh, you know, keeping keeping up and keeping new things like with coming out here every month. So that that's one of the things. So, you know, for example, you might be seeing like $2,000 in sales every month now instead of maybe like, you know, $4,000 in sales one month and then two to $300 in sales the other few months. So that's just what they'll look at. Uh, you know, next we're going to staying on the, the money line here is let's talk a little bit about budgeting. You, you got to save room for the unexpected. You, you never budget to like the exact dollar that you know you're going to spend. Uh, because there's always going to be something that comes out, whether or not like, if, especially for like subscriptions, right? So if you're if you're paying for like a cloud-based subscriptions, the, depending on how much space or storage you use, like it's going to fluctuate. So you know if you if you're spending twenty dollars, maybe it goes to twenty-five. Maybe you used more space, um, 
you know, on one month than he did the next month. And while five dollars is not a you know a, a drastic increase, you're going to have items like that. You're going to have things that just don't go your way. Uh, unexpected like shipping. Holy shit, shipping. We've talked about this before. The logistics piece from our first launch. Kyle and I were already spending a ton of money and then none of it even included that $7,000 shipping bill that we got hit with just to get the first launch items in. I mean, it was, that was, that was probably the biggest one that we've, and, and, you know, like we, there was nothing like I, I would, I mean, unless we would have blatantly asked them like way in the beginning, like, Hey, what is shipping? I mean, they wouldn't even know it at that point in time. Number one, but number two, like we were just under the impression the full time that everything, like, here's the price. This is it. This includes everything. And then boom, hit with a, you know, a right hook. Just got blindsided with that invoice, but that's more realistic than the $5, um, uh, the cloud charge, but it happens. Like you're going to get small charges. You're going to get large charges. So definitely don't budget to the exact dollar because you don't know the exact dollar. You know, it changes month to month, year to year. Uh, next one, let's talk a little bit about pivoting the company in a new direction. So, you know, for this, it goes along the lines of like what we started the company versus like what we have now. It's okay to pivot. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, when we first started Iron Pulse, we wanted to be just your run-of-the-mill athleisure wear company. We were both really into fitness and we were inspired by companies like Alphalete and Gymshark to create some type of athletic wear company. And as we started going into the first launch, we kind of realized that, you know, although it's very saturated, there's definitely a way that we could be more creative and more um, relatable to our current situations. And after, you know, we bounced ideas back and forth for probably about a month and a half while our clothes for our first launch were being produced, we decided to go with the idea of vision wear. And the purpose of that is to help people who might have, you know, that idea or that wantingness to be an entrepreneur in the future, but they might not have an idea of what they want to do right this minute. Um, so by buying clothes from our company, you know, in turn, we support you and your, in your visions whenever you're ready to take that leap of faith into following your passion. And so, you know, our, our, um, sales pitch is, you know, why would you buy from some company that, you know, is only going to give you money back to buy more from their site when you could buy from us that supports and invests back into your vision whenever you're ready to do that. So, um, you know, that's just one example of how we've kind of pivoted, I guess, in a major aspect in terms of the company itself. You know, we went from being just your your typical athleisure wear company with nothing but clothes and trying to sell the quality to a company that's focused on individuals that have that passion deep down inside that they aren't, you know, ready to start yet, but they're supporting a company that in turn is going to support them in the long run. Right, because you, you can get quality everywhere, right? I mean, it's... It, it, promoting quality is not even like promoting premium quality is not even I don't know it, it, it's, everyone everyone does it it doesn't separate you from Joe Schmo down the street because every single person does it so like it's it's not a differentiator anymore it used to be now it's not um, next one is just on terms of like social media and your website you gotta make it clean you gotta make it high quality and especially now more than ever, the benchmark for what people expect is high. It's super high. It, and it's only going to continue to progress um, as the years go on. Like people, they expect more for less. 
right? So they expect you to give them more for spending less time, spending less energy, spending less money into you, you know, and that's just, that's the world that we live in. So one, you got to know your limits because you can't be, this is like a side tangent, but along the, the price, you can't be giving people, you can't be not turning a profit, right? So like while you want to continue to give people more and more, more um, maybe more tangible items, you got to make sure that you're still turning a profit. Otherwise the business will cease to exist. So this is where the value comes in. You got to provide the, the value, right? So like high quality uh, content on social media, high quality content on the website, make it easy, make it efficient for somebody to go onto the website, especially on mobile because mobile is the majority nowadays. Um, and where they can quickly, you know, just add something to the cart and quickly just get their information in and, you know, purchase something in like a minute. Right. Uh, so that's, that's a big one for sure. And just along the next lines is don't work for the quick buck, but you know, rather build those long-term relationships. And what I mean by this is that this is relevant to today's generation because everybody's looking for sponsorships everybody wants to be an influencer everybody wants to you know just get paid to promote products well when you promote multiple products and multiple companies well yes you might believe in them um but people won't take you as serious anymore if you don't have that long-term relationship right because people will see you as being somewhat fake because one month you're promoting this the next month you're promoting something different and like it's like each month you're promoting a different company a different product to get people to buy to use your code it's not genuine you know it's hard to build a community if you're constantly just trying to get people to buy stuff so like at least you know in my opinion and when we talk to we talk to our leaders we we don't talk to them like hey get on there and promote iron pulse for the sake of helping Iron Pulse, we, the program we have set up with them is to support them, right? Like we pay them. And, you know, so like people buy clothes from them because they want to support, you know, Holly, Charlie, Mike, uh, Cal, you know, they, they want to support the people. And, you know, we, we have gotten better with like not working with, uh, people that promote like, too much stuff because then it comes off as fake. And when it comes off as fake, then we look like a company that is fake trying to pull people in. And I know Kyle and I, and I'm sure 99% of people listening to this podcast have gotten those spam messages from companies and just spam profiles on like Instagram, especially that says, hey, this company wants to work with you. Hey, you know, we want to work with you. Hey, blah, blah, blah. And it's just so fake. It's just such spam and such bullshit. Like, we don't want to come off as one of those companies. So we're very, you know, we're very selective with what we're building out here. Yeah. Um, next one, share your struggles. Easier said than done because people don't want, they don't want to share what they're struggling with. They don't want to share what they did wrong. They don't want to share what, how they failed. You know, they, they want it to all look good. All look magical. Like, yeah, I'm smart. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I got the money. Nobody goes through life with a hundred percent success rate. So don't act like your company does either. A lot of people, a lot of people do a lot of people, you know, they don't want to share their struggles and their failures. Kyle and I have failed more times than I care to count and probably more times than I actually remember. Um, we've struggled, you know, 
we've struggled a lot and we're going to continue to struggle. And I'm not saying that as like, oh, you know, we're not good at what we do. I'm saying that because as you grow, you're going to face new struggles. And when you face those new struggles, you're most likely not going to necessarily know how to handle it right away. Right. So you got to you got to learn from it. You got to come up with a game plan. You got to strategize. You got to you know come back and and figure it out so that it doesn't happen again in the future. You, you have new struggles. And, you know, we I think like Kyle and I, we, we've posted a few of them for sure. Um, some of them, when they involve like finances, I, I think that we don't necessarily post. But again, like it's that that piece. I'm, I, I don't know, I'm not really into posting financial struggles or. Um, you know, I don't think anybody needs to know that much about our life or our company. Um, but there are, there are struggles that can be relatable that other people relate with that maybe other people want to see how you handled it, which, you know, like, this is why we've set up the discord. This is why we have the, the company for entrepreneurs to like other entrepreneurs have gone through the same struggles that we're going through right now and vice versa. They've probably gone through struggles that, you know, maybe we haven't done, but we'll face in the future. And we have the, these groups or we're setting up these groups to have people come in, share their stories. And like, if you have questions, share it and see if somebody in the group has a good answer for how they handled the situation or for maybe what they think that you could do. So leverage your network, share your struggles. Have a good day. <laughs> uh, you want to handle the next one? Yeah. Um, you know, you a lot of times creating something or following your passion, you're going to have to get used to relying on yourself um, and not relying on other people. I mean, anytime you put something you're passionate about or something that needs to get done in the hands of someone else who maybe is not a direct, you know, link to the company, you're, you're kind of just asking them for a favor, which, um, you know, most people have the kindness of their heart to do whatever is possible, but it's really hard to rely on certain people. I know you've probably had, instances where we might have a photo shoot or something and then something comes up for that individual which you just can't plan for and you know they're maybe not able to make it but you know if you have backup options or things like that then it helps kind of prepare yourself and you kind of start to realize as you go through it that you know the the only person you can really rely on is yourself um, while the help from other people is tremendous and it helps things move along a lot more rapidly when it comes down to it the only person you can really rely on is yourself for for things and getting things done. Right. I mean, our team is absolutely amazing. I would not trade anybody. You know, we're just going to continue to grow. But again, like life happens. You have to understand that life happens to people. Uh, you know, they, you know, they don't work on your schedule. If, if they don't, you know, if, if they're not employed by the company, they don't work on your schedule. Right. So life happens. So you, it's very good to rely on yourself uh, because one, you know, you get a lot like there's, there's a lot that you can learn, right? And when you have knowledge, you have more power to become more independent. And, you know, you learn, you learn the, the uh, what's, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, you learn the, uh, the skills of the trade, right? So when you ask somebody to do it in the future, when you're no longer relying on yourself to do it, but you, you know, you hire somebody else or whatever the case is, like you've already put yourself through it. So you have a better understanding of like what, you know, fill, filling their shoes, right? So like what position that they're in, uh, you know, you can help them out there. Um, you can pass it off and you've done it. Like a lot of things, you know, actually like I, w I would say that I'm at least personally, Kyle, you know, maybe you do this as well, but um, like 
I, I don't ask, I don't ask people to do stuff that like I haven't done myself. And it's because if you ask somebody to do something that you've never done, you'll, you'll most likely become like impatient or unsatisfied with either the quality or the duration of how long it's taking somebody to do something or what the final product is. And this could be literally anything. Um, this, uh, this, you know, just isn't applying to like our business. So if you, if you do it and you put yourself through it, then you know, the struggles, the hardships, the successes, the failures that you faced, um, you know, what the quality could be, um, you know, how long it should take. So, and that, and then it gives you like a better representation of like what, Putting, you know, putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and putting and vice versa, having them in your shoes once you pass it off to them. So kind of, and staying along those lines with our team is like, you got to surround yourself with people who genuinely believe in the vision of what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish. And this, I mean, this to me is like just a no brainer. Like your business succeeds because of the people within it, the community that you have the people that want to buy the, you know, buy the gear or support the company financially. Like you, while you work on the back end for your company, your company does not succeed solely because of you. And everybody should understand this. Everybody that owns a business definitely needs to understand this. It's, it's you're not funding your company solely by yourself. And if you are, you're going to eventually run out of money. Like why would you continue to you know buy your product? You don't make the products and then buy them from your store yourself. Right. You have other people that are within the community, you know, support by the products um, and help the company grow. So you got to find ways to surround yourself with those who actually genuinely believe in the company and believe in what you're offering and believe in you know, if you're fixing a, a problem. If you finally found a solution in a certain market, you'll find that group that has been struggling with said issue and, you know, market it to them. So apparel, like apparel is, it's easy and hard to market it. Easy because everybody needs it. You know, everybody wears clothes. Hard because everybody wears clothes. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of a lot of companies out there that offer apparel. You got to find a certain niche that you're passionate about, um, that you genuinely care about and, and want to help um, and, you know, take it from there. You have anything else? Nope. Well, we hope that you found some value in this episode. If you could just you know, share with friends or if you'd like to give us a review, we have um, that ability on Shopify and on Apple Podcasts as well. We would greatly appreciate the review. You can also become a part of the Envision Nation Discord and follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Pinterest at Official Iron Pulse. If you prefer email, we've got you covered. You can subscribe to the Iron Pulse Report at shopironpulse.com by scrolling to the bottom of the webpage. And remember, no matter what you do, be all in.